Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, now we're going to look at how the body works, particularly when we look at elbow, wrist, shoulder, pain, causes, and solutions. And this is incredibly common. Um, Now, we also had a, um, and we did this talk last night, so it'll be on the Dr. B VIP and eventually on Extreme Health Academy. But we've got to look at how the system works. Now, all the blood supply and nerve supply for the entire upper extremity, so I mean every shoulder rotator cuff problem, torn rotator cuff, labrum injury, everything, everything, um, all of that system comes out of the the neck. It's interesting because a lot of things come out of the neck, like the cardiac and respiratory center are in the brain system, and that's located at the top of the neck, the nerve to the diaphragm. C3, C4, C5, keeps you alive. That's the base of the neck. The brachial plexus goes from C5 to, to C8, I mean, it's or T1. It's fantastic. So when we look at this, you've got to look at the, the structure. Now, let's look at the upper extremity. And so when we look at this, um, you've got one bony attachment, and that's the clavicle or collarbone. Okay, people call it two different things. That's one bony attachment. Then you have 18 muscles that guide that shoulder up and down the, the rib cage area. So if you have any distortion in the rib cage, you've got to know that, that the, the shoulder's function is going to be affected. If you have any distortion in the neck, that shoulder's going to be affected. So now, and there's a lot of texts call, that call shoulder rotator cuff injuries, um, they call it carpal tunnel syndrome, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, they call them double crush injuries. And what that means is that there's pain in the neck area leading to a dysfunction or, or a problem in the neck area leading to symptomatology at the extremity. So this is hugely important that you get the neck and the thoracic looked at. Now let's look at the rotator cuff, the shoulder. You've got four muscles that hold this humerus, the arm bone, into this socket. Now, um, you also have the blood supply that comes out of the top of the thoracic. It's actually called the thoracic outlet. So if your neck is forward and forward head carriage is one of the leading causes of a shoulder, elbow, wrist issues. So if you have that neck being forward, you've got to know the outlet to the thoracic area, or that means blood supply is compromised. This is also why when you're looking at the shoulder, the top most commonly injured muscle is literally on the top of the rotator cuff. It's called supraspinatus. And this is the most commonly injured muscle of that rotator cuff because it's the most vulnerable to damage because it's at the top of the cuff. So if any of those muscles get damaged, and this is the key, the shoulder doesn't fall out of the socket. It falls up because there's a massive deltoid always pulling the superior pressure on it. Now, this is hugely important because what, what people will try and do to rehab the rotator cuff is the biggest mistakes they make is they don't correct the curve in the neck and they don't correct the forward head carriage. So they're trying to rehab a joint without looking at the blood supply or nerve supply. And let me tell you, every joint in the body, if you compromise blood supply or nerve supply to that joint, you're going to have problems with the joint. And if you're trying to rehab it 
to get it to function correctly, that will never happen until you look at the blood supply or nerve supply. And this is why we don't recommend uh, going for stretching or this or that for elbow, shoulder, wrist injuries. We look at um, finding the problem first. Now, let's rehab the shoulder. So knowing that if any of those rotator cuff muscles are damaged, and there's a number of different exercises you can do. There's a number of bands. There's weight exercises. There's a lot of stuff you can do. But the key is that when you're doing these exercises, um, that if you have compromised blood supply or nerve supply, it's not going to work. So you've got to restore the curve in the neck and give neck exercises and usually extension exercises because the majority of people with neck issues don't have too much extension. The majority of people have loss of curve or forward head carriage. So correcting that is first. Then we got to rehab or reform that socket. And this is going to be the key. Now, so we've already assumed that you don't have any wrist or shoulder, I mean, or elbow or wrist injuries. That's going to prevent you from doing this. And for sure, you've got to get some digital x-rays to make sure that the thoracic area and the neck problems were identified and are being corrected. So now make sure that your doctor is directing this, but you're going to keep your chin up. Your palm's going to be forward. You're going to have a great weight. Now, if you're, you know, 100 pounds soaking wet, you might be able to get away with around a 10-pound arm weight because you need enough pressure um, to open up that socket. Because remember, if the, if the rotator cuff is injured, that shoulder falls up because of massive pressure on the deltoid. So you want to drop it down, turn your palm forward so that rotates that shoulder joint, the humerus, in that socket, and then you're going to just dangle it. Just think of like a grandfather clock. Just, okay, very, very slow and easy. This is a ligamentous-based exercise to reform that labor, that socket. And keeping your chin up, as long as you restore the blood supply or nerve supply, you should be able to reform um, the standard labral tears and injuries when about two weeks, two, two weeks to a month. Now, after you've had the shoulder in the right place, and I'm talking no overhead lifting, you can do bench press, curls, you can do a lot of different workouts, okay, but no overhead lifting for at least a couple of weeks. I mean, you can get a cup off of a counter. It's just realize that every time you lift that arm over 90 degrees, so it's going above your shoulder, you're distorting that shoulder joint. So you've got to rehab that shoulder. You've got to reform that first. Now, um, when you're looking at that exercise, minimum, minimum 10 pounds, and this is for the average. Now, if you're, you know, full-grown, say, 200-pound man with good shoulders, you're going to need at least 20 pounds because you have to have that weight in there and feel that joint open. Now, this only works if you have elbow or wrist injuries. You might not be able to do this, so you've got to get the approval of your corrective chiropractor first. Then just dangle it, and that's going to help rehab that. Um, and there's a number of exercises we're mainly concerned right now with to the elbow. Now, we've got muscles that close the hand called flexors, muscles that open the hand called extensors. The strength rate should be five to four, where the flexors are 
tiny bit stronger than the extensors. And this is why if there's a muscle imbalance or if your biomechanics during the day are continually using a um, like a computer or you're grabbing tools or grabbing a steering wheel, you're using those flexors. So muscle imbalances of the forearm are incredibly common. And so this is why we give a wrist exercise and we use a number 32 rubber band and we put the, the I call it flower bud to claw. But imagine if you're going to scratch somebody, okay, your fingers are going to be spread out wide and your fingers are going to be curled in. That's where you want to end up. And then you want to keep all your fingers lengthways so they're all touching. And that's where you want to start. So you're working just those extensors. So the fingers are spread out, but curled, just like you're going to, you know, like you're going to scare a small child. Now, this exercise, you're just working the extensors, and that's why it's a number 32 rubber band. Generally, unless your arms are huge, you're going to want to do one rubber band. And, I mean, I work with professional athletes all the time, and the most I have somebody do is to do two or three rubber bands. So know that one rubber band, a number 32 rubber band, it seems so simple and light, but you want to do this exercise constantly. So you're always, always working that tissue because you're correcting a muscle imbalance and knowing that most of the activities throughout the day, you're working the flexors, not the extensors. You want to do this on a regular basis. And again, we're looking at shoulder and elbow issues. This is hugely important. Now, going back to the elbow. Now, that rubber band exercise with the number 32 will help with golfer's elbow and tennis elbow, but it's also going to help with carpal tunnel syndrome. So it's fantastic. Now we have to look at the elbow, and this is going to be hugely important. This is where you have to get a skilled chiropractor that understands extremity adjusting. Uh, the majority of schools don't teach good, good adjusting classes. Now, luckily, I went to extensive studies with uh, Dr. Huron, and um, I mean, it is just the, the way to adjust extremities is hugely important. So make sure your chiropractor is skilled. And the most commonly subluxated or bone that's misaligned in the elbow is the ulnar. And this one is the elbow bone. This is what you feel on the elbow when you're resting on your elbows. That hard, hard bone, that's the ulnar. Now, all the muscles that flex and close the hand, remember that the chronic problem with elbows is the flexor and extensor ratio is off. It should be flexors slightly more than the extensors or stronger. But all those flexors attach on the inside portion of the elbow. And this tends to move, and I'm talking around 80 to 85% of the time, that ulnar goes medial, goes on the inside. So if you ever catch a chiropractor trying to adjust it from the outside to the inside or on the wrong side, um, beat him with a ruler like they did in Catholic school. Okay? Or if you like the guy, educate him on how to adjust it correctly. <laughs> so, so what you've got to do, okay, is the adjustment for this has to be, again, it has to be done by a crane chiropractor. And this will be medial epicondylitis or lateral epicondylitis. And what that is, those are structures on the humerus, and that's the, the, the shoulder bone or arm bone. And that's where the flexors and extensors attach. And when you hear itis, it means inflammation. 
Now, all of the joints, all the joints, and I'm talking bursitis in the shoulder, bursitis in the wrist, bursitis in the elbow, these are all fluid-filled joints. And if you compromise the blood supply or nerve supply to that joint, the sacs, and this is that surround the tendons, just know that all muscles attach to bones via tendons, and the tendons are what possibly called a bursa sac. And that bursa sac is filled with, got it, bursa fluid. So you have to have the fluid in the joints. And where does the fluid for the elbow, shoulder, wrist come from? From the outlet to the thoracic area. So if you have your head forward, that's going to compromise the blood supply. So you've got to restore that curve in the neck. But now let's get to bursitis. Now, in most of the bursts, and I'm talking over 90% of them, putting moist heat on it, hot and wet, will rush blood supply to that joint, filling up those bursa sacs with fluid. And since most joints are compressed and dehydrated, putting heat on there will increase the synovial fluid production and help. So those are two fantastic. The one caveat to that is the electron on bursa. And this is uh, people that are literally on their elbows a lot. You can actually damage the bursa sac, and that's the electronome process of the, of the ulnar. Now, when you damage that area, okay, the, the joint can swell up. And it looks, if you've ever seen it, um, typically it's old people who've had a, had a lot of traumas, and their blood could be thick because they're under stress, that that um, electronome bursa is hanging like a sack. It's almost like a small lemon hanging at the bottom of the elbow. Now, that one, you don't want to put heat on. What you do want to do is compress that. And that means putting some type of band or ace bandage or something to create a back pressure. Because all the bursa sacs, they have bursa fluid in it. And this is a super filtrate of blood. But so now if you have something filling up and swelling up, is that a problem of blood flow flowing in or blood flow flowing out? It's blood flow flowing out. So we have to get that fluid flowing in there correctly. And so by creating a back pressure, you're going to blow up the valves of any type of swollen tissue. And this is going to also help uh, decrease that, um, that, that, that swelling, and it's going to make the, the system work better. Um, when we talk about knees next week, um, I'm going to talk about the bursa sacs, particularly Baker's cysts behind the knee, that have to be worked. And the same thing, you've got to increase the pressure and help that fluid flow in order to restore the biomechanics of that. So absolutely, um, look at moist heat everywhere where there's bursitis, and this is golfer's elbow and tennis elbow. You put moist heat right on that joint. Now, if while you're rehabbing, you can get the cheapest um, support that you can get. And this is going to be made out of neoprene material or wetsuit material. So any type of elbow support, you want it to generate heat, okay? And you don't want a lot of support because you want to have full range of motion of every joint. And this is the key to generate heat. Which, just think about it. If you put a hot cloth on your arm and take it away, what color is your arm? It's going to be red. Why? Because that redness in, in is the blood rushing to that area. So your brain is trying to open up the blood vessels to equalize the temperature. So you're tricking the brain to rush blood to those joints to increase synovial fluid production. Fantastic. It works amazingly well.
Um, now, adjusting the elbow is going to be huge. Golfer's elbow and tennis elbow have to do with the ulnar and the radius. Now, the ulnar adjusting is hugely important, and there's even a muscle test to do where you test the triceps. And if you flex the hand while you're testing the triceps, that tests the ulnar, you extend the wrist, and that checks the radius. Because the uh, radius is attached on the extensor epicondyle and the ulnar is attached to the flexor epicondyle. So it, it gives you a clue at which way, because if you just have a sore elbow, it's going to be hard to know is it the radius or ulnar and which direction has it gone. So that's hugely important. Just make sure if your chiropractor doesn't have a set of adjusting skills, then they should. Now, um, the rubber band rehab is going to be hugely important. And, and this is going to be, again, to restore the balance of that forearm. And this is all golf horse elbow, tennis elbow, and carpal tunnel syndrome. Now, carpal tunnel syndrome is huge. When you look at this, when I used to teach human dissection, if you flex that hand up or extend the hand where your palm is showed, kind of like if you're putting a stop sign up, you know, like, oh, stop, okay, where your wrist is in extension. Uh, if you remove the skin on the bottom of the, of the hand, you know, make sure it's a cadaver because you don't want to do this on a living person, but you'd be able to put a dime. It's that big that the, the, the carpal tunnel is literally the size of a dime. And it has this nerve coming through their median nerve. And this is what can swell up. Well, what happens is when you're looking at that, that hole, the tunnel, you've got muscles on top of the hole called extensors, muscles on the bottom of the hole called flexors. Well, if there's a muscle imbalance, because remember, the extensor should almost be as much strength as the flexors. This is why the bottom of that tunnel starts to flatten out and puts pressure on that median nerve. Now, in crazy world, you'll get, you have a band of tissue around the wrist called retinaculum, and it looks just like a tennis bracelet. It goes on the top, that's the extensor retinaculum. On the front, it's the flexor retinaculum. But that flexor or that retinaculum literally holds the, the bones of the wrist together. It adds stability and support. Well, in barbarian world, they literally cut the flexor retinaculum to release pressure off the median nerve. I mean, that they're not fixing the problem. They're, they're addressing one symptom by destabilizing the other. I mean, it's just nuts. And this is why 80% of the time, carpal tunnel surgery has got to be used on the other hand. No, they don't suddenly become left or right-handed. Okay, it's just this is called double crush injuries. They're missing the main source, which is in the neck. Now, um, so what you can do, and, and this pain is horrific. If you've ever seen someone with carpal tunnel, it's, it's literally, it'll wake them up at night, that they won't be able to grip things, their wrist will be destroyed. I mean, it just, just hurts all the time. But waking up at night is horrific. Now, the only way that you make a muscle imbalance worse is to brace it. So if you have the standard wrist brace that goes, you know, up your forearm that stops your wrist from moving, remember, these are hydraulic joints. They need movement. So if you have a muscle imbalance, you want to make that worse, you put that whole structure in a brace. So the way to get this better is get some electric tape. And I did say electric tape. Electric tape is fantastic because it flexes with the body. 
it doesn't stick to hair. And, and if you have hairy arms like I do, you want tape that doesn't stick to hair. Then you put your thumb and pinky together. Okay, and, and this is going to be on the affected side. And you'll see it forms right between the meaty part of the pinky and the meaty part of the thumb. That's called the thenar and the hypothenar. It brings this together and forms a tunnel. Now, your bones in the back of your hand, they're called metacarpals. And that's where you want to put this. You want to put this right about halfway up the medius part of your thumb. And that's called the metacarpals. Okay? And so this is going to go around the thenar and hypothenar and just a couple of layers of tape, okay, going around the whole thing. Make sure it's not too tight. And then let go of your thumb and pinky. And you'll see that it forms that tunnel. This will instantly de-stress out that carpal tunnel area and the person will be able to sleep. Now, luckily, by addressing the curve in the neck, by getting this person on the wrist exercise using the number 32 rubber band going from, you know, the fingers that are placed forward, and I call it flower bud, and then you move it into a claw where the fingers are bent and spread out. Flower bud to a claw exercise, as well as doing the neck curve exercise, you're going to see a radical difference. You're going to see that this literally starts to restore that curve, okay, in the neck and maintain the integrity of that tunnel. Now, you know, replace the, the, the electric tape as needed. But what's wild is I've never seen anyone use that electric tape for more than a week. And these are people that have had post-surgery damage. So, so maintaining the integrity of that tunnel while you're restoring the curve in the neck and doing the rubber band exercise is going to be the key to helping golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, and um, carpal tunnel. And then doing that, that chin up with the palms forward in a great way to open up that shoulder joint, that will start to rehab the labrum or the joint, the socket, that holds that humerus, the arm bone, in that socket. Now, for pain relief on this, you do not, do not, do not want to take a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. And that's Motrin, Advil, Aleve. Um, Tylenol, nobody has, knows how that works. Okay, that's n not in a class of that. But all of those drugs destroy the building block of cartilage or proteoglycan production. So none of those drugs are good for you. Um, if you need pain relief, look at heat or ice, okay? Ice for the electron bursa and heat for all the other joints involved. That moist heat will help that, that feel better. Also, look at healthy anti-inflammatories like vitamin C that won't damage the cartilage and will help facilitate healing. Omega-3 is fantastically good for you. And again, they have an antioxidant effect. Look at juicing and blending. All of those help. Um, but by addressing the underlying cause, which is going to be the neck or thoracic issues that are compromising the blood supply, nerve supply, or biomechanics to the shoulder, elbow, and wrist, you're going to really be going after the cause. And then knowing that you can reform the socket and reform um, and change the muscle balance of the forearm, and that is going to affect golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, carpal tunnel, that's going to make the biggest difference ever. Uh, so this is hugely important that you understand the underlying cause that rotator cuff injuries, elbow injuries, wrist injuries, 
they're generally not the problem. They are generally the clue to the problem. So addressing the actual problem, okay, um, which is the underlying, this is why you need to get x-rays of the x-rays of the thoracic area. Um, Heck, I'd even do x-rays of the lumbar and check for gait. And then look at how this person sits because we give lumbar exercises in order to get that the body working correctly. So this is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. <sighs> God bless you. Your body is self-healing and self-regulating. Um, your voice of reason. <laughs> God bless you all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.